Hi, I'm Sean Lukasik, and you're listening to the Secrets in Service podcast, nonprofit stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Arbor Housing and Development, for making this possible, and the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit Roundtable for pulling this whole project together. The music you're hearing was recorded and provided by the Orchestra of the Southern Finger Lakes. This month, we have two guests, Anne Domingos, the CEO of Casa Trinity, and Michael Pretzman, the organization's Chief Development and Engagement Officer. Casa Trinity provides addiction recovery services, and originally, Anne and Michael represented different organizations from different geographical regions, but they ultimately merged to share resources and make a greater impact throughout the Southern Tier. So I'm glad for the opportunity to share those details and more in this month's conversation. Anne and Michael, thank you so much for joining us for the Secrets in Service podcast. Um, Thanks for taking the time to talk a little bit about yourselves and about Casa Trinity. Um, And uh, Anne, I'd love to start with you, if you don't mind. and uh, if you wouldn't mind giving me just like a little bit of background on Casa Trinity and, uh, and the mission of the organization. Sure. So Casa Trinity started in 1974 as part of um, organizations that popped up for Council on Substance Abuse. So they, um, there was a few of them that popped up in 1974. That's where we originated in, um, as a council and in Livingston County. Um, Since 1974, there's been um, some changes, some additions, and we have grown um, over the last seven years uh, to cover many counties. So we, um, our vision is to treat individuals who need substance substance use disorder treatment, mental health treatment, we have prevention programs and recovery services. Yeah, and and Michael, I know that you're you've been with the uh, with Casa Trinity um, since uh, a little more recently because um, you were with the Council on Addiction Recovery over in Olean. Uh, but um, t- yeah, tell us about that organization and and now about you know uh, being part of Casa Trinity. Yeah, similarly, and uh, in, in fact, actually the same year that Casa with what is now Casa Trinity was formed. CARES was formed in 1974. And I know the the story of, of that beginning is kind of interesting because particularly for people here, because it was people that were uh, concerned or interested in getting services for those uh, struggling with addiction, particularly alcohol, but other drugs um, together. And they first met at a in the cafeteria of an elementary school here in Elkaville, New York. And the rest, as they say, is history, uh, developed a board of directors. And similarly, as and one of the things I think that's interesting about the councils on addiction, the way they developed was they developed in concert with the needs of the community. Um, so in Cattaraugus County, and there were essentially no services in terms of prevention, treatment, or recovery so including residential. So our services developed in all of those areas, as did, uh, I know, much of what uh, is now Casa Trinity. And um, yeah, as, the, as uh, the need 
grew, so did the organization. Another, another important component of, I believe, of the councils on addiction or the, uh, is our history is that we're also uh, very strong in advocacy for the people we serve and those in our community struggling with addiction. And that, that um, that's always been uh, something that we're very uh, proud of and uh, glad to say as part of what we do. And as, as uh, time has gone on and um, need for uh, things like uh, compliance data management to uh, become more efficient, more effective and stabilize workforce, uh, my board of directors, uh, we began to look at what we might be able to do to um, ensure the sustainability and the it really the improvement of services in Cataraugus County, which ultimately led us to looking uh, for an affiliation. And Ann and I have had been having discuss had 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 been having and and had discussions for quite a while. And uh, my board of directors made a decision and. May of last year to pursue an affiliation with uh, Casa Trinity, and uh, we became fully merged on April first of this year. Uh, and we did uh, did do some work together uh, over the over that almost a year. Well, it was actually over a year, I guess. Well, it was eleven months um, to get to know each other. You know, because it is in many ways, uh, you know. A, joining our marriage of organizations and uh, it's been great for the community like you know the, the staff and Olean and I think most importantly our community and our clients yeah I've been struck recently at at just how um, how much the uh, addiction um, numbers have gone up and I know that this is a trend that we're seeing around the country unfortunately but um, particularly throughout the Southern tier and the Southern Finger Lakes um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, statistics on, uh, on drug use and abuse um, have seemed to climb over the past couple of years. So, you know, on one hand, it's really good to see your organizations coming together um, to, to work towards a solution towards uh, these issues, these growing issues. Um, and, uh, and I want to, I want to ask you um, directly, you know, if your if, if Casa Trinity is really accomplishing its mission perfectly, which no organization ever does. Um, but if you're able to do that perfectly every single day, how does our community look a little bit different or, or what would people maybe even notice um, around the community if, if you're, you know, hundred percent effective in everything you're trying to do? I think that we would, our communities would, um, you know, obviously stop seeing overdoses. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that's um, one piece that when you talk about the increase in addiction um, that has been, by far the hardest part of the increase is the uh, overdose deaths that have really, really um, impacted our communities. And I think, you know, um, the other things that you would see is uh, individuals um, that are able to uh, keep their families intact, individuals that can uh, keep a, a job, individuals that, um, are happier. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, being addicted is not fun, 
and um, it is it is not a good time. And if you speak with any anybody who has had the illness of addiction and has um, moved into the recovery process, they will tell you that um, although it's very hard, life is better. Yeah, I, and and I noticed. And that you have a background in clinical social work and um, as being an addiction counselor, uh, you know, before becoming the executive director uh, at Casa Trinity. Um, how does that experience, you know, serve you and motivate you in your in your role today? You must have worked with people through their own individual um, journeys through through addiction and recovery. So, you know, this the work I do. Is not a job for me. It's it is my life's purpose, honestly. And uh, so I have a background in in uh, treatment, as you said, um, uh, the first uh, degree and credential I received was the KSAC credential, which was uh, one of my goals when I went back to college as an adult. And then I um, just kept going, moving forward, and. Uh, going to, uh, on to school to get my social work degree and, you know, uh, then my master's degree in social work and licensure and all of those things. So, um, for me, um, I also have personal experience in addiction. So for me, it was, um, really a no brainer for me to go down this road and Mm -hmm. it has, you know, it continues to motivate me every single day. I mean, the work we do is not easy. And um, the experiences that I've had moving up through um, to my current position at Casa Trinity is that um, I really understand. I, it, it informs me in a lot of ways. It informs me on how to help my staff um, not get burned out, help them succeed, help them achieve what they want for their careers and it certainly motivates me to create more programs to treat individuals with a view. Um, my personal view has always been wellness. It's not just take care of this thing or that thing, but overall wellness. And so what I've been able to bring to Casa Trinity through all of my experiences and um, you know positive experiences and failures is to really create an organization inside the organization and then out in the community as a, um, as wellness. So we're really, you know, I want my staff to be well and therefore they can help individuals become well, but those things have informed uh, the way that I have um, created Casa Trinity's growth, which, um, you know, we just recently added on um, in the last year, mental health services and we partner with primary care for medical services. We have a community outreach team, and then we have recovery programs for people to go to um, when they're getting um, their lives together with individuals who understand how hard it is and that can help them move through the process. So um, it, it's, you know, it is really, uh, I live and breathe it. So uh, I don't know if that's good or bad for me personally, but um, it certainly motivates me. And, uh, you know, that that's that is why I'm doing what I do. Yeah. And well, thank you for sharing that. I I know it must um, 
take its toll on you as well. But hearing, you know, the the angle at which you come into this work um, and really understanding, uh, you know, why you do this um, is, I think, really important for, for people to hear and understand. Um, and I'd love to hear from you as well, Michael, um, about, you know, how, how you got into this work um, and, uh, you know, why it is that you're so passionate about um, making these kinds of changes in our community, because uh, you know, as Anne touched on, I, I think a lot of us understand. You know, this this work is so difficult because it has a personal effect on the people doing it, like both of you. Um, and so, uh, so what is it, Michael, that draws you to this work and 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 makes it um, such an important mission for you in your life as well? I would say I kind of uh, maybe I came into the field by accident uh, and. Uh, what, the, what I mean by that, I was, I was trained as a, as a teacher. And after college, uh, I got a, I was got, got the job, got a job in prevention for Wells, uh, Cattaraugus County Council, which ultimately became CARES. And, uh, as happened with a lot of us, uh, school, uh, trained, uh, to be school, trained to be school teachers. When the first teaching job came up, I left and, uh, went to teaching, did it for a year and uh, realized that I loved what I was doing. And came, so I came back uh, to uh, CARES and was there another 25 years. And my, um, so my, my passion has been mostly around, historically has been around uh, the engagement of uh, families and communities in the work we do. And you know, I guess my, you know, from a prevention standpoint, um, if we were doing it, the role, the job perfectly, we wouldn't have jobs, right? <laughs> that, I mean, we, to be, be to put ourselves out of a job because when, when we're working in prevention, um, our, you know, our goals are around delaying the age of onset, delaying first use and uh, delaying um, use le- at levels of behaviors, which would lead to addiction, dealing with uh, life skills, that kind of thing. And um, just, it really began to see the, the, the positive impact that uh, services like uh, CARES and Casa Trinity were having on communities. And I, I tell a story that in um, the early 2000s, I was at a training for something called communities that care. And basically what that meant was uh, applying data and science to at the community level to change uh, what we now call population health. And having historically worked primarily working with individuals and families and then seeing this model by which we would address addiction and what we call risk, risk, risk factors and things that protect children uh, from problem behaviors at, at the community level, I said, I'm hooked. This is the, this is the answer. So going forward, you know, what, what, make, what keeps me passionate, what makes me passionate about the, the job is, is really seeing um, it, people and community organizations and of all kinds coming together to really work to make our communities more healthy as I, I like the term and use wellness. So it, it really is, um, I get passionate about uh, the energy that's created when organi- organizations and people come together. You know, I like to ask, and I, I imagine that um, 
each of you, I mean, in addition to working together and, and uh, seeing each other, you know, as, as important colleagues in this community and in this field, um, I'd love to hear from each of you on who's been uh, a mentor to you um, or just an important partnership or relationship to you um, here in the, in the Southern tier um, for doing this work uh, again, you know, with, with a nod towards really, uh, understanding how important it is um, to maintain good, healthy relationships when you're when you're doing difficult work like this, especially. Um, so, uh, Michael, maybe we'll start with you. I'm curious, you know, who's who's been a mentor to you or or a colleague in this field that um, that you know is has been important uh, to you. A gentleman by the name of Russ Hahn, who was on my board of directors, and. Uh, um, he is uh, also works for a, a, an organization called Intamden that works with uh, people with developmental disabilities. But, um, you know, I came into the position of executive director uh, feeling very green and um, as just as uh, a mentor and someone that was passionate about the work he did and passionate about the work we did and was able to uh, demonstrate to me how to take that passion and um, apply it to even simply the operations of an organization and to, and with a desire to make things better. Uh, yeah, Russ was a, a real, uh, has been a real mentor to me. And, um, I would say on, at the, at the, at the program level, um, my, uh, my former, uh, the executive director prior to, prior to me, Laura Elliott Engel, um, mm. she was passionate about recovery. In fact, there's an organization in New York state now called the friends of, uh, friends of recovery, in New York for New York that she was a, a founding president for and was a real advocate for the recovery community and taught me a lot about recovery and taught me a lot about the value of, um, advocating for and working for, uh, people in with struggling with addiction, but also um, once uh, a person has gone through our program and, and now is in, uh, in recovery, uh, how valuable it is for us as an organization and me as a person to advocate uh, for continued support of uh, those, you know, the people in recovery and their families. So I would, I would say rush Russ from a, organizational, uh, operations. Um, here's how you apply your passion to your work, to Laura, to give me a different vision of, uh, of what the work that we do, um, how, it, how it really matters long-term. And yeah, same question for you. And, um, you know, who, who, uh, or has been a mentor or a colleague to you that that's been really important to your, your career growth in this region? a long answer for me to some degree uh, because um, some of my career was outside of um, New York state. And um, I have multiple people in my life that um, in my opinion have shown up at the right time in order to help me move to the next place. Um, certainly when I um, myself uh, took on the task of, getting well. Um, there was a individual who treated me who, 
um, propelled me to believe in myself, which, um, you know, I took my first college course at that point. So in, in order to, to get to this place I am today, I have to be very grateful for her um, in helping me believe in myself just generally. And as I've moved through my career, there, there have been um, at different stages of the career, there have been individuals that have taught me um, many different skills and abilities and in myself. Um, but most recently, there has been um, a couple of people um, that have been really impactful in my ability to be a um, well-rounded CEO. Uh, Casa Trinity was the first CEO position I've, I've ever had. Um, and it could be the last, just, you know, I'm loving what I'm doing. And, uh, so th there's, there's an individual, um, Mary Joan Glanton, who I worked with in a, another organization before CASA. I was working in a res, a program that created, um, and ran residential programs for duly diagnosed individuals. And we were colleagues. We were both VPs at the time. And, um, when I went for the interview and, and, was chosen for this position, um, the organization needed a CFO. So I um, tapped her to come on board and help me. There needed to be some restructuring. And um, she really taught me um, how to look at an organization, not just through the lens of treatment, but through the lens of overall organizational health. And um, I'm forever indebted to her um, for her honest and open friendship and working relationship that we were able to create. And then as a clinician, there was a um, psychologist, Dr. Peter Radash, who um, brought me on board into uh, working with him in a private practice. And he helped me get trained in trauma therapy. He helped me get trained in um, different um disciplines of uh, treatment for individuals. And he really, really poured into me all of the clinical knowledge, a lot of the clinical knowledge that I have. So those individuals are really um, key people that helped me honestly uh, create what we have at Casa Trinity and the communities that we serve. Well, thank you both for, for sharing, you know, those, those people I know, uh, it's pretty personal, um, especially on, on, you know, our, our career journey and, and some of the transitions that we all go through, but, um, it's, it's good to, to hear. And it's good to think, to talk about, uh, you know, some of those people who are instrumental in, in those that in that growth and in those transitions. Um, and, uh, so I just want to ask, uh, I kind of want to end by asking, um, if there's, uh, anything else that either of you want to share, um, you know, the, the, the name of this podcast is uh, Secrets in Service, um, and uh, our goal is really to uncover some of what some people might call the best-kept secrets um, in this region. You know, looking at our nonprofit organizations, uh, we don't always have the, the marketing budgets and things to tell the whole world about what it is that we do. Um, but, uh, you know, is, is there anything else that, that either of you um, or both of you would like to share about Casa Trinity and, and how more people 
can uh, either get involved or take advantages uh, take advantage of the services that you offer? I think that there's several things. So how to get involved and how to be a part of um, Casa Trinity's mission can be accessed on many levels. So to be involved in the mission, like, you know, we have positions on the board. If somebody has some passion that they want to lend in a governance way, we have um, many jobs opened in many, many areas. So, um, you know, we employ individuals with lived recovery experiences as peers. We have um, case management. We have um, case at counselors. We have social work positions um, at every level of care, depending on what you're you're interested in. We have HR positions and um, we have backroom positions for billing. And there is just a wealth of opportunity. We are an employer that believes in work-life balance. We try to help everybody achieve that. And, um, and we also invest in people with training, um, whatever department they're in. And for the people that need our services, we have toll-free number, a toll-free number that you can call and talk to somebody immediately. You get, can have immediate access. We have individuals that are trained to come meet you where you're at if you're in the community and you need help. We have um, streamlined our ability to serve people in a 24-hour process. So no matter what level of care that you need, um, you can access it within 24 hours or sooner. Um, so th- that is that is the gift that and the promises that we give the community. Um, and uh, if individuals need prevention, we do that in the school system. You know, we talk to individuals. We do all of those kind of things. I don't know how much of it a secret it is that we do, but um, our philosophy is that we will show up immediately for whatever you might need. That's great. Uh, Michael, is there anything else that you'd, you would add to that? Uh, one of the things one of my former board of directors used to say was that uh, we are the best kept secret um, because quite often people don't know about us until they need us. And uh, just we're just grateful to be here for the service and, and as well as the uh, multitude of other opportunities that Ann has already highlighted. I, I do want to ask for people who who need your services. And as we see some of these, you know, numbers of, of overdoses and um, addiction climbing uh, in our region, um, how is it that they, they can find you? How is it that they can reach out? Um, and at what stage do they know that, that they need uh, the services that you offer? They can find us online. They can find us if they Google us, they can find us on Facebook. Um, those are, those are all ways that people can reach out. Um, they can call any one of our clinics, any number, and we'll get them to the right place. How people know, uh, you know, every, it's different for everybody um, when they know they need help and they reach out. It's generally um, created in conjunction with a lot of things and a lot of people that, that, they're, that they have in their life that will, um, you know, tell them. The problem with addiction is um, you don't know you have a problem until it's really a big problem. And, you know, it, it, it takes some work to become aware of, of the problem that you have. Um, 
Casa Trinity has a tagline, um, hope begins here. And that's really what it is. It takes just a sliver of hope, you know, mustard seed of faith uh, to start the journey. Well, thank you both for, for your time and, and for sharing, you know, part of your personal journeys um, and, uh, and just talking about, again, what, you know, what is some pretty difficult but extremely important work that, that you and everyone at Casa Trinity um, is doing in our community. Um, thanks so much for, for taking this time to chat with us uh, on the Secrets in Service podcast. And thank you so much for listening to Secrets in Service, nonprofit stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. This podcast is made possible by Arbor Housing and Development and by the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit Roundtable. You can learn more on our website at secretsinservice.org or follow along on our Facebook page at Secrets in Service. Until the next episode, thanks so much for listening.